What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Bachelor Pad Podcast, an episode where two guys who had never really watched ABC's The Bachelor before sit down to review episodes right after they air. My name's Tyler. I'm here with my best friend, Scott. Hey, what is up, all you geckos out there? It is the season finale. Boop, boop, boop. We're finally here. We made it. I, I've got to say. It should have happened five weeks ago. It should have happened so long ago. Uh, and I, I, I seriously, the, this whole episode, I, I just couldn't wait for this season to be over. And it's so sad because we started with such high hopes. We sure did. Way to go, Matt. <laughs> Way <laughs> to go, Matt. Uh, so what's up, man? How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing okay. I had my wisdom teeth pulled on Saturday. So and, two days ago. And here you are on the pod, like and a here, trooper. And I'm on the pod. Uh, so if I sound a little funny or if I'm quieter than normal it's because of that yeah you're just trying to trying to i can can feel it in my jaw every time i talk (laughs) so know that with every word i am i am giving pain to all the geckos out there you're literally pouring your blood into this podcast yes i am through the the stitches and all (laughs) well i'm glad that uh you came out the other end a little less wise but i also lost weight (laughs) at least a few grams at least a few grams of weight (laughs) so that's good news congratulations it was a good hour we were uh we were talking about uh just before we started recording i was trying to pull um some content off of our like recording device onto my computer and it was taking forever and i realized that my computer is 10 years my laptop is 10 years old that's crazy like not many laptops live that long of a life it's mac for you it is and and you know they're not sponsoring us but i uh, i will unashamedly say buy mac laptops because they'll last for 10 years Because they pay us (laughs) because they pay us no they last for 10 years and i remember uh years and years of when my mom was still trying to make windows laptops work for her pc laptops Mm mm-hmm um, it was like every year she would have to get a new yeah. laptop and this is now like, finally this laptop is showing its age. It's been through so many OSs that they oh, don't yeah, support. It's still up. <laughs> yeah, they don't support. Uh, and you know, it, it's been a trooper, but it's probably time for me to, uh, Maybe I'll spend my stimmy check your, on uh, your Biden bucks. Yeah, my Biden bucks on a new. It's either Biden bucks or uh, Camilla Cash, whichever you prefer. <laughs> I prefer Biden bucks. Biden bucks is pretty fun. <laughs> so maybe I'll I'll spend my Biden bucks not on local businesses, not on you know restaurants that are trying to get back into the swing of things, but giving it back to the man, giving it back to corporate America, Apple. And uh, buy another laptop that'll last me, especially the new M1 iMacs or mm-hmm. MacBook MacBooks. That'll last me another like 12 years, probably. Well, my Mac is still good. So maybe I'll take my Biden bucks and just buy shares of Apple. <laughs> oh, nice. And then basically you're giving your money to me. You know, that's uh, I, that's who I would want to give my money to. Awesome. This works out. Yeah. Or I mean, I guess I could just give you my Biden no, box. I like the middleman workaround thing. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see. I, I, I honestly probably won't buy a new laptop. I, I, I probably no honestly won't it. buy $1,400 for that. <laughs> <Apple, so. laughs> what would that be? Like a fifth of a share? <laughs> um, Apple's at about, th- 
No, Apple's only at about 150 a share right now because they split recently. Oh, they had a split. Yeah, they were at 400 and they did a 4-1 split. It went down to 100 and then it's grown up to like 150 a share. A 4 to 1? Yeah. That's yeah, pretty unusual, right? Usually it's a, a simple 2 to 1. Uh, yeah, it depends. It can, they, they, they range. I've seen 10 to 1s. I've seen 100 to 1s. It oh. really just depends on the value of the company and where they want the stock price to go um, to how accessible they want it to be to people. But... I had two shares of Apple at 400 and then I got eight shares of Apple at 100. So it's still $800 worth. Sure. And then it grew to 150 a share. So I've made some money on it. But, but the benefit of that is, is that people are more likely to buy shares since they can yeah, buy accessible. whole shares. It's yeah. more accessible. So therefore stock that's part of why it grew gross. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It, most of the time splits are because the company think they can be worth more at a lower price. Got it. Got it. Well, welcome to Bachelor Pad Podcast, where we, we talk, talk about, about the stocks. stock market. <laughs> Honestly, that might be a more interesting use of our time for this next uh, <laughs> over, 45 minutes. Over the last uh, month or two that we've had of Matt season. Yeah, man. Well, uh, we did have the finale. Uh, he, you know, I guess we'll not bury the lead stuck with Rachel, sent Michelle home. But didn't propose to her. But didn't propose. And then they broke up because, you know, some things came out about her over the last couple of months that were not very uh, uh, favorable to her character. Totally. And uh, I would guess there were probably other things too, but that was kind of like the... Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there were other things as they pursued a real relationship that it was like when the cameras weren't on and they had to start tipping their own waiters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, they didn't end up together. Uh, Let's talk about uh, one of the more interesting things. So Chris Harrison was not in the finale. Well, the, he was in the finale, but not the after, after the final rose, but he narrated the entire finale, like talking about after, <laughs> after, the the, after the final rose, which felt to me like either ABC is cruel to Chris Harrison. And they're like, we want you to narrate your successor. Uh, or they are tone deaf that it's like, Oh yeah, everyone doesn't want Chris Harrison to be a part of this anymore, but we're still going to have him do this. Or, I don't know. Maybe he had some bizarre conta- contractual arrangement yeah. where like he didn't have to be on the show, but he did have to narrate. Like, Maybe. You know, that would be a bizarre contract. Didn't you say you heard or read something recently about uh, that Tasha was going to be his replacement? Yeah. So that's been confirmed by Bachelor ABC. Tasha, at least in the next season of Bachelorette, Tasha is going to be the host. Okay. Uh, Taisha along with another bachelorette. Uh, Jojo? Not Jojo. Oh, okay. Someone I didn't recognize is, readily, so it was, I think it was someone from years ago. Is she still uh, going out with um, uh, Zach? Zach? Uh, as far as I know. Okay. Yeah, I haven't heard anything that that wasn't the case. I was just wondering. No, yeah, as far as I know, but, but uh, Bachelor ABC posted on their Instagram this last week um, that, uh, you know, confirmed that Chris Harrison will not be returning, uh, and that they were 
supportive of him as he took time to work through his own issues. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, Tasha and another bachelorette will be the hosts, kind of co-hosting uh, the next season of Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if Chris Harrison ever returns. I really don't know. I, I would doubt it very strongly. I doubt yeah, he'll I doubt ever return. Too. I, I could see him getting picked up by maybe like another show or whatever it may be after a little while. Well, it would be interesting because not to like, uh, this is about the bachelor, but like not to bore everyone with like legal stuff, but typically for these types of, uh, for these types of, uh, I don't want to say characters, but I, I don't want to say actors, but for these type of personalities in television, there are two things that that go into a lot of these contracts that are really tricky. One is a uh, moral clause. Okay. That if for any reason you do anything that that uh, goes against the moral values of this company, we can terminate your contract. Okay. Well, looking at all of Disney's old cartoons and stuff, I don't think they went against anything that well, this company has done. But. Well, n- moral values <laughs> is not withstanding of historical, uh, you know, decisions. It's just current moral values. Okay. Um, so it's a moral clause. If you go against any of our morals for any reason, if you do anything publicly that contradicts our morals, we can, uh, we can. Uh, eliminate you. So does ABC or like Disney have like a public like morals doc? Yeah, they would. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that would be something that every employee and contractor would have to, you know, review and sign. Mm -hmm. Um, But it typically in morals clauses and contracts, there are a little bit of wiggle room. Like it doesn't have to be explicit. Like Mm -hmm. they could just decide this, uh, this, this falls under your morals clause. Um, so that's one thing. The second thing, and this is a little tricky because in California, non-compete clauses in contracts, in employment contracts, are mm-hmm. non-enforceable. However, with the entertainment industry, there's not like a definitive like, oh, like, well, except for actors kind of thing. But in the entertainment industry, they're typically just... Uh, cross honored non-compete clauses Mm. um which is why like for example the verizon guy that can you hear me now Mm -hmm. it he was not uh part of verizon for years and then all of a sudden he was sprints yeah but it was like 10 years and that's a typical between five and ten years in these entertainment industry contracts it's not uncommon to find non-compete clauses where if you uh, are in breach of your contract for any reason, either we find you in breach or you just breach your contract by leaving, uh, you can't go work for another network. But you said it's not enforceable. So like the, technically he could, but most other organizations also honor it. Most other organizations honor it. The The tricky thing is that uh, a lot of these companies, a lot of these big corporations are not, uh, they're not incorporated in California as well. Mm. So I don't know if ABC is incorporated in California or not, but a lot of these companies are not. And so it's, it's, it's been a real like struggle in California politics 
surrounding non-compete clauses because mm. California specifically says they're not enforceable in California. But if you live and, you know, work, I guess, in California, but your company is in another state and you go try to work for another company that's in another state, there's not always a ton that... Even if the work is performed in California. Even if the work is performed in California, primarily in California, maybe not exclusively, exclusively, but primarily. And again, I'm not a lawyer by any means, but I just happen to know and I've I've read a lot and watched a lot about uh, California non-compete as it applies to the entertainment industry. And it's a super murky water. Hmm. Like there's just not any real clarity on it. Um, what What is considered like, I know this isn't anything to do with our, our, our finale, but it, to me right now, it's more interesting. It's super, it's way um, more interesting. What it would be considered competition. So typically they will, uh, in the non-compete clause, like typically it's pretty, um, they, they'll spell it out. Uh, but usually like in television, for example, a non-compete clause would be that you can't do anything else in television. So not like you can't host another like reality show, but like you can't be on any other network on any other show. Right. Correct. And like one of those people that like, would that extend to non networks, things like, uh, Netflix or Amazon prime or that's a little bit grayer. It hasn't happened yet. It's newer. It hasn't happened yet. But like, for example, uh, rush Limbaugh was, had gone through something similar where he had said and done some things that were heinous and he was kicked off his network and his only recourse was to start a podcast. Mm -hmm. Now it ended up being a successful podcast for him, but I doubt that he netted the same amount of money that was under his original contract or that he could have gotten from going to another network, but he was prohibited from it. He Mm. couldn't be on television anymore. And so he, he was kind of relegated to like, well, you can bootstrap something together yourself. And that's what he did. Hmm. Yeah. I would think with like YouTube and some of the other like streaming platforms now that you could kind of like, I'm sorry, it wasn't television. Rush Limbaugh was on radio, but the same, yeah, but same premise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You would think with some of like YouTube and the other streaming platforms that are out now that you can maybe like find workarounds with some of that kind of stuff to still have an audience that's relatively big the one that i was thinking of that uh did the same kind of a thing but it was television was glenn beck you remember glenn beck got kicked off of fox news oh yeah and then he uh started a podcast and and youtube channel uh but but he did that because he could not take employment anywhere else Mm -hmm. i wonder how long these huge networks are going to continue with like their norm because i feel like people going into their own like podcast or their own network on youtube is kind of like a better thing for both parties almost because the the person themselves is now their own boss Mm -hmm. and anyone can watch and um I don't know. It just Well, then they don't have things like, especially if you're one of those, like those two people that I mentioned are hyper conservative and were works even better with extreme views known for extreme views. And they have no standards and practices. They have no attorneys telling them what they can and can't say on mm-hmm. the air. 
uh, and YouTube has very lax, you know, uh, mm-hmm. restriction. You can on, pretty much say whatever you want. Yeah, you can't always show whatever you want or yeah. play audio of whatever you want, but you can pretty much say whatever you want. And as far as YouTube's concerned, uh, it's protected by the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the same with podcasts. For the most part, there is so much room for extreme views on on podcasts. Uh, whereas like radio, network television, and even cable television, less so for sure. Um, I don't know why this thought of it. I thought about who was the owner of YouTube and it's Google, right? Google owns YouTube. And then correct. I thought of like, whatever happened to Google Plus? Is that still a thing? I Yeah, it's still a thing. It, you mean the... The like social media platform? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought you meant like the Google App Store or whatever. Uh-uh. Wasn't there a, a Google... They made a play for, for social network, for a social network. It was called Google Plus, wasn't Google, it? Google, something like that, maybe. Yeah, it might have been Google Plus. It's, it was probably Google Plus. But uh, I think it's probably still a thing. It just, ha- it never... Doesn't get maintained, probably. It never saturated market. Like, yeah. uh, if it is still running, they've absorbed it into, like, you know, whatever their, uh, like, uh, their business directory type thing mm. you know what i mean and, and youtube they uh, there was a lot of overlap between google plus and youtube and then i'm sure youtube absorbed most of that functionality Probably. well uh I, I realized we spent a ton of time talking about things that weren't matt james <laughs> but honestly way more interesting than this finale yeah um what what did you think about uh his conversation with michelle yeah you know i was really disappointed i like michelle a lot um and i thought that he had a really good opportunity for deep connection with michelle i just don't think that he i i really don't think that matt obviously he wasn't ready for for marriage uh but i don't think that he was ready for real depth i mean i i think that uh, he has some baggage and some woundedness that mm-hmm. he needs to work through. And that obviously, like he mentioned in this episode, like he talked to his dad, but his dad just kind of like shirked responsibility. So it wasn't lost on Matt. All the things we talked about <laughs> this last episode, um, like he wasn't thrilled with that conversation. Uh, and I, I, I think that he uh, pulled the ripcord on his relationship with Michelle because maybe because uh, there was just too much potential there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, That it it was a little bit deeper. It was a little bit more than skin deep. And I I was really disappointed with, with how that played out. I thought that she handled herself just admirably. Uh, Yeah. I thought she handled herself very well. Uh, reality Steve actually tweeted earlier tonight he said um, I've been saying this since last June when he was announced but Matt was never going to get engaged on this show he's not ready if that surprised production that's on them because plenty of others thought it as well yeah I mean the whole the whole notion of him sort of being like pulled into doing this from his roommate Tyler who just posted on social media, like, you know, the whole notion of it was pretty, 
uh, bizarre. And then also, uh, you know, his first night, like having conversations with Chris about yeah. just like, I don't know if I'm ready for this in his first night. Uh, we I originally liked that. Right. Now looking back, it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe he wasn't ready for this. Yeah. Yeah. We liked it because it was an honest moment mm-hmm. that we maybe weren't ready for or, or expecting or used to seeing, but it really was the, you know, the proof in the pudding mm-hmm. as they say. And then what do you think about him making uh, Rachel wait, like canceling their date and then making her wait? Yeah, I thought that was uh, what I've come to expect now at this point from Matt and mm-hmm. maybe what drives me most crazy about him. Like, don't get me wrong. I had issues with Rachel, uh, including but uh, outside of some of the revelations that have come to light about her. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I wasn't a huge fan, you know, but she has real feelings that he just didn't respect in that moment. Totally. Uh, and to, you know, leave her high and dry, not knowing anything to send Chris to like do his bidding. Yeah. To kind of say like, Hey, no news is no news. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, that sucks. That that's really that's really it was really mean to her. Uh, and even if he was gonna give her the final rose, it it was still mean. And if I were her, if I were in her shoes, I would have a hard time accepting that final rose. Totally. I I would have I would have much more readily said like, Nah, man, like. I don't, I'm I'm done with this and I'm done with you and good luck in whatever whatever happens next. Good luck having more to say to people than thank you for your feedback. Yeah. Well, ultimately that's where he is. As he doesn't have anyone at the moment. Um but yeah, I think uh it was not a, a good play. I think what would have been better is if he still would have went on that date with her that night. And just talked with her about all the things he was feeling and processing. Like, that's something you should do with the, the person that you're supposedly wanting to to marry or continue a relationship with. Is like, okay, like, I want to know your things. You want to know my things. Let's process things together. Let's work through things. Oh, yeah, totally. And and I, I don't know, for me, as we, you know, round this season out kind of a thing, you know, we we talked about last week that we'd kind of felt let down by Matt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this episode was more of the same. Um, but, you know, I don't want to, like, be overly critical of him. Uh, I think that, you know, him ending up not seeing anybody is not only in his best interests, it's what he really wants. I think so, too. Like, he doesn't want a wife right now. Like, he's, uh, honestly, it seems to me like he's more or less pretty, like, comfortable with who he is and his life. And not everyone needs to, at at any particular time in their life, be uh, cajoled into romantic commitment. Totally. I think, uh, I 100% agree with that. I think he very much wanted to be the bachelor 
and wanted to get some of that fame and screen time. And I think he very much wanted to be seen as this really good guy who has all of it together and like knows what he's doing. But, um, and so he's kind of accomplished that, but at the same time now towards the end has been falling away from some of that. But, um, I don't think he was ready for marriage and I don't think he ultimately, uh, wanted marriage yet at this point. Well, and, and I'll yes and you a little bit. Like, I think that his, from what we've gotten to see from this show of his personality, I think he could have very easily fooled himself into thinking that he wanted companionship and marriage and all that goes along with it because, you know, it's, uh, societal expectation mm-hmm. and you know I, I and I'm I'm sure he's you know uh, dated around before this and is you know not found any real connection and was like oh well maybe this will be my shot like I don't want to say it was all for fame um, but now's his chance to date Heather <laughs> <laughs> now's his chance to date Heather uh, but you know I, I feel like he at the end of the day just I mean, it's what happened. We know that he just really was not ready for this. And, and I'm sure hindsight being 2020, he would say, and, and has said to a certain degree, uh, that he was never ready for this. Mm -hmm. And he, he, he basically said he thought he was ready at the beginning, but now realizes he wasn't right. And you know what? Like, I don't want to like, uh, pass too much judgment. I think there's room for that. I think that that's, totally okay um but it definitely makes for bad tv yeah (laughs) like just very boring very well and it's it's heartbreaking for uh i'm sure it was everything that happened has been really hard on rachel too oh yeah but i'm I'm thinking right now about michelle absolutely she i think very much is someone who was ready for marriage and was wanting this to be a real intimate, true relationship. Um, she seemed like one of the few genuine people that I've seen on the show so far. Yeah. Um, and so I am, I, it just sucks for her that she got into this season with this guy who ended up not being quite what he said he was. So would you say you, uh, gender aside, would you be more interested in dating Michelle or Ivan? Cause I know you really liked Ivan quite a bit. Um, just person personality personality. I think Michelle definitely has like more personality than Ivan does. Ivan was yeah. kind of like a brick wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think Ivan would have been a really saw. I, th- I mean, I don't know if I'd like them together, Ivan and Michelle. Oh no, that's not what I meant. No, yeah, I wouldn't either. But um, I, I feel like Ivan would be someone who would be really good in a relationship. Yeah, I just don't. Given my personality, it would be the most boring, slow relationship that <laughs> just, has ever existed. Just too quiet. Yeah, too quiet folk. Uh. No, I, I, I really like Michelle and, and the good news is, is it, it looks like we're going to have a bachelorette with Michelle. Yeah. Michelle and Katie both. Yeah. So our, our queen Katie is, uh, the true queen, not, not Victoria, not Victoria, not the other girl that had her tiara ripped away. Uh, I don't remember her name. Catalina. Catalina. If that's the one who it was. 
I'm ninety nine percent. Neither of them. Katie. Katie and Michelle both get their own Bachelor Art season. Which I'm excited about. Obviously, it's no uh surprise how uh much I really rooted for and liked Katie. Um I was devastated when he I don't know, sent her away a little unceremoniously. Um I, I think she'll be a great bachelorette. I think that she'll be I think that Katie and Michelle will both be in the vein uh that we came to experience with Tasha. Mm. You know, where it's uh not putting up with you know BS or drama um but really looking for something real. You know, and I'm excited about that. And it seems to me like both Katie and Michelle are ready for something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that they really want and something that they're willing to uh trust this process on and not you know uh lead people on or uh cut to the chase too quickly totally i think it'll be interesting too to see the contestants that are chosen for the two of them Mm. because i feel like i mean i think we both thought they were both great but they're also very different oh very yeah and so i i have a feeling there's going to be like a very different group of guys that apply for Michelle versus a group of guys that apply for Katie. Interesting. Can you like articulate like who you think would apply for Katie versus Michelle or Michelle versus Katie? Um, I don't like, what would you expect? I'm expecting more, um, like, for lack of a better term, like touchy feely or not touchy feely, um, touchy feely, but in like the emotional sense, like more like, uh, emotionally in tune with themselves, people for, uh, Michelle. Yeah. And, uh, I think more of the opposite for, um, Katie. Yeah, no, I, I think that's probably true. I, I think I'd agree with you. Um, I, I though, might say there will be some who like opposites attract. Oh, totally. I'm I'm sure they'll both be rounded. They always have a pretty well-rounded like crew. It would be interesting to see though, like if they could categorize all the people that apply to see some of those statistics. Oh yeah. Of like how many of each race applied for each person, how many of like different e- uh, socioeconomic standing, like all that kind of stuff. That'd be really interesting to, to see like what different contestants are attracting. Cause it's funny. Like I, uh, am a lot more emotive. I'm a lot more, I, I would say in touch with my feelings, maybe to a fault, mm-hmm. but I would be more apt to apply for Katie's season than I would Michelle's season. Mm. Um, because I'm so in touch with my feelings, like I really need someone who can round that out a little bit. Like if it's me in touch with my feelings and my partner being super in touch with my, with their feelings, all we're going to have is feeling fest. And like, because I know myself, I know that like, that's not healthy. It's not a good place for you. It's not a good place for me. It's not a good place for anybody. Um, and, and also like feelings are impossible to, uh, Feelings are impossible to have arguments surrounding. Like if all of my arguments are about how I feel and how you feel, 
we're never getting anywhere because I feel my way and you feel your way and your way is just as a feeling is just as valid as and important as my way of feeling. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have a little bit of like, let's cut through that and address the reality of the situation mm-hmm. because feelings are not reality almost inherently. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. what I feel is almost inherently not real. Like, not what is in reality. It, it's Yeah, we all see through a lens. Because it's only my side of the experience. Mm-hmm. My feelings are based entirely on my side of the experience. Yeah. So it's not it's not objective. It's not, you know... It's perceptive truth, if, it, if there is yeah. such a third category. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would argue that there is one. <laughs> yeah, a type of subjective. Yeah, uh, but... Uh, yeah, so there, there's just no, like, resolving things like that. And so I value in, you know, a partner, in friends, having people in my life who are, even though it drives me crazy sometimes, not as in touch with their feelings as I am, you know, and not to a fault on their part. Just, they're just not as... Is that why you like me as a friend? Yeah, 100%. Because I don't know what I feel. Yeah, 100%. Cool. It, it's awesome. Because, like, you <laughs> don't know what you feel, and, and you just feel it anyway, and then we can talk about things that aren't how you feel. I love talking about things that aren't dealing with how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why you love podcasting. mm because it has so little to do with how you feel. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Except for when I'm upset about it. <laughs> and then you just don't know why. Way to go, Matt James. You're just so... P- <laughs> <laughs> Matt James, you're ruining podcasting for my friend. <laughs> how dare you? Well, what do you think... What do you expect to happen in Matt's life going forward? Do you think that he's just going to focus back on work or do you think that he's going to try and get back on the horse oh i think he'll for sure try to get back on the horse i'm hoping he has a good learning experience through this uh hopefully i would say see some counseling on stuff relationally with his mom and with his dad um and and get some true healing in that and and um has a better grasp of who he is and what he wants out of life sure and I think he, w- I think he'll accomplish that, and I think he'll uh, get back on the horse. And I, I, I see him eventually getting married. And he really is a really good guy. He just, I think, wasn't quite in tuned with what was going on internally for him. Yeah. Um. And so I, I wish him the best. I think he'll be fine. Uh, I could see him, um, trying to make a comeback in some kind of bachelor show going forward in some way, shape, or form. So. Yeah, I could too, and and I agree with you completely. He is genuinely a good person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not a trash, <laughs> a gar, a dumpster fire. No. That's what I was trying to say. He's not a dumpster fire of a person. He's a really good guy, and uh, he just really wasn't emotionally prepared for what this experience was going to be and how it formulaically ends Mm -hmm. he just wasn't ready for that even if he knew in his head my guess is that he uh, made excuses for himself like he made justifications and rationales that it's like oh no it's gonna be great and i'm gonna be fine even with the reservations that are in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. uh and that he 
you know, probably should have listened to probably should have listened to some gut instinct along the way. Yeah. It seems like Matt wanted to just stay in like week six forever. Right. Like get the totally. ones out of the way that you don't really like or aren't interested in, but then just actually keep dating like 10 women. Yeah. Like he seemed to really enjoy that part. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's not like necessarily a diss. It's just not what this process is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of a diss. It's like, a little bit of a diss. You shouldn't just be super interested in dating that many people at once. Um, monogamy and commitment is valuable and important. Totally. Uh, and I think that's hopefully one of the things that he's continuing to learn. Like even in this episode, like after he had his breakup thing with Michelle, he grabbed her knee again. He, yeah. he like embraced oh. her in a, like a, a more than like, I'm sorry type of way. Yeah. It was overly, overly sensual and just mixed messages. And like, he just makes me a little uncomfortable. Like he doesn't know. I don't think he understands how it's coming across. Oh yeah. What he's doing or, um, why he thinks that's appropriate. Like, I don't think he's processing any of those things. Yeah. I don't, I don't think so either. And, and I do think it's out of, ignorance and out of a lack of Mm self-awareness and not out of any kind of malice yeah i don't think he's like intentionally trying to like um prey on any of these girls that he's breaking up with by any means but i don't think he i definitely don't think he knows how to break up with people well right right absolutely and i don't know if that's like a I, I would guess it's like lack of self-awareness or maybe it's just a lack of practice i i really don't know i don't i I'm hard pressed to think uh, if I'm bre- breaking up with someone, I'm going to like sensually grab their knee. <laughs> right. And then give them like a, r- a really nice long, like back rubby hug. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fingertip hug, you know, like, when you like dig yeah. your fingertips into that's the kind of hug he gave her. And that's, you know, been typical for him. Like the only way that maybe that is the breakup is if like, for some reason you both love each other, but the circumstance of life does not allow you. Right. Like, uh, for the rest of my life, yeah. I have to go live in China like and the military cannot come me. to China, yeah, whatever it is like forever. I, I'll always love you type of a break. Yeah. Yeah. But not like a, Hey, I don't see you ever being the person I would marry. <laughs> also let me touch you sensually. Like, come on, man. What are you doing? Yeah. It's pretty rough. It, it's, it's not very excusable. Um, and, and also like, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, crap on him a little bit on this too. That dude needs to stop licking his teeth when he's like, when someone is saying something like negative or critical to him. Yeah. Like he has such a tendency of like licking his teeth, but it looks like it looks like he's trying to be sexy and they're like, this really hurt me. And he just like licks his lips. And he's like, thanks for that feedback. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> Stop doing that. Uh, you are clearly not aware of your subconscious body language, uh, but it is very inappropriate in this circumstance. Agreed. What do you think? Uh, do you think we're, uh, I mean, at least I ain't catch whether or not we're going to, who we're going to have next, if we're going to have Michelle or Katie um, but do you have any, any thoughts or predictions? Uh, I'm not sure. I, I didn't catch, uh, who was going to be the bachelor later this year. Um, whether I, I did hear that they were going to have their own season. 
uh, each. It wasn't like a shared season, but I'm right. not sure who's going to go first. How messed up would that be if like we had like a full bachelor season, a broken up bachelorette season, a full bachelor season, and then another broken up bachelorette? So, so hear me out. What I would actually think might be interesting is if they just did the bachelorette with two bachelorettes at the same time. Oh. So you have 30 guys come in. They each get half the roses to like give out each. Oh, each it's like pick your teams. It's kind of like it's like elementary school sports. And then like guys can like switch who they're like talking to and like yeah, I think it would be kind of interesting to to see what would happen with that. ABC dodgeball rules. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I like the playground rule situation. I'm into that. Honestly, uh, like would, I'm teasing it a little, yeah. but I I I really think that would be fascinating and we talked a lot last episode how much more we both have liked love uh um fantasy island love paradise island no love in paradise love in paradise bachelor in paradise bachelor in paradise wow Found that took it. us a long time to get there once again two bachelors who've never really watched <laughs> the bachelor before we do not know this show very well uh, we both liked that show and that concept a lot more. And, and I agree with you. I think that would, could be super cool. And that yeah. might lend to the fact that we have two kind bachelorette co-hosts. Oh yeah. That totally. maybe like one has one. And see what I like about it is now the bachelorettes would have a little bit of camaraderie with this other person. Like, sure. And they can kind of like use each other to find out where people are like not telling the truth. Oh, sure. Like, Oh, well he told me this. Oh, he told me this yeah. type of a thing. Um, but then also it's just more things to be interested in. Right. I'm not just invested in one relationship with a contestant and one of the guys like, I'm like, okay, there's two different people. Oh, there's multiple matches. It, I think it has a potential to ABC to cause more drama. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. So I'm just saying, think about it. <laughs> and if it happens, cut me in. <laughs> and if it already happened, still cut him in. Yeah. And if that was already your idea and it's already taped, <laughs> I still thought of it on my own. <laughs> so I, I think I should get at least a little cut, maybe yeah. like 1%. Just a little smidge. I'll take any percentage, <laughs> a dollar an episode. <laughs> royalty <laughs> oh man well uh what do you say we jump into a little relationship advice let's do it uh we've we've uh talked out the most boring season that's ever existed and uh now we're gonna jump into this do you want me to read it i know your jaws a little um I, or do, would you like to i'll i'll jump into it uh, okay i think i can get through this um so we picked it just because the uh the top was hysterical the headline yeah it says my 28 female fiance 29 male is questioning our marriage because of the lack of love i have for our dog (laughs) (laughs) so tyler and i both have dogs so we're excited to see where this one goes all right my fiance quote-unquote rob and i started dating when i was 23 after two years of dating we moved in together into a townhouse we co-own We got officially engaged last year when we were making plans to move in. We agreed to adopt a dog. I never had a huge longing for a dog, and I didn't have one growing up, but I would see cute dog videos and uh, pet slash cuddle with friends' dogs, and I thought it would be a good experience for all three of us. Rob grew up with dogs. His parents currently have three at the moment. 
A nearby foster had puppies available for adoption about six months after we moved, and we excitedly adopted one. He's a mutt, some sort of border collie mix, and we named him, quote-unquote, Sammy. I, I got to stop you real quick. I love that they changed the dog's name for... Yeah, you gotta. No, we don't want to call this dog out on who he really is. <laughs> Protect his anonymity. I enjoy Sammy. Rob and I have had him for over three years now. But I have a different relationship with Sammy than Rob does. Like, I feed, walk, and care for Sammy right alongside Rob. I give Sammy his ear medication, coordinate his vet appointments, take him to the dog park, buy him toys and treats, clean up the dog hair, etc. But I do these things without a huge amount of attachment. He's a good dog, but sometimes I have to remind myself to pet him or to play with him. It doesn't really come naturally to me. Well, two nights ago, Rob was cuddling with Sammy on the couch. Then Sammy got up, moved to the other part of the couch where I was sitting, and tried to put his head on my lap. I was working on my laptop at the moment, and I was like, Sammy, not right now. He got down on the floor. Rob turned to me and said, do you even like Sammy? I said that of course I did, but I did acknowledge that I don't love him in the same way that he and the other dog owner seem to. I said on one hand, the thought of Sammy lost in the woods, cold, hungry, and looking for us devastates me. But at the same time, if our HOA was suddenly like, this is a no pet zone and you have to give up your dog. And if we found a loving home for him, I would be okay with that. It's not that I wouldn't miss him, but I wouldn't grieve. Kind of like having to give up your child's hamster. Yes, you care about the animal as it's a living being, but it comes to your house or the hamster, so you have to choose the house. Rob was appalled. He went on this rant saying that he didn't know I could be that cold. He then yelled that it made him doubt I would be a good mother. We both want to have at least one child. I flipped out yelling that my relationship with a dog has nothing to do with my ability to be a mother to a human being. Rob said he was rethinking of starting a family with me. I packed some stuff and I'm currently at my sister's house. I don't know what to do. We've exchanged texts to check in, but nothing substantial. I love Rob. I care about Sammy, but maybe there's something wrong with uh, like my maternal soul or something. The part that gets me the most is that Sammy went and retrieved his favorite toy during our argument and dropped it in front of me to comfort me because I was crying. Maybe I am a monster. Edit. I don't want to make it seem like this one act of me telling Sammy to get off my lap is what triggered the argument. Rob had apparently noticed, quote-unquote, my lack of connection to Sammy for quite some time, and this was the moment he finally voiced it. Wow. Okay, well, this is... Far more interesting than anything that we experienced on The Bachelor this season. So I feel like we need to just uh, lobby for a show, a reality, a relationship reality show surrounding Reddit relationship advice. It would be interesting. Just a a relationship advice uh, show. Yeah. Like where it's like, okay, like uh, I feel like I'm just describing Dr. Phil, but like, I feel like it would be super entertaining reality TV where one episode is dedicated to resolving one of like fleshing out and resolving one of these problems. Mm. Um, okay. So here's, uh, here's my, my initial thoughts. Um, I, I don't think she mentioned her name. She didn't give her name. She didn't give her name uh, or even like a, uh, you know, a pseudonym. Sammy Rob and the poster's name is uh, 
dog and a girl. Throw or dog and a girl. Yeah. Uh, dog and a girl. Yeah. We'll just we'll just call her. Uh, no, she gave she gave a pseudonym to Sammy. We can give a pseudonym All to right, her. This is Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> no, that's a little too close to home. We're, we'll call her. Uh, we'll call her Penelope. Uh, that's the most obscure name I could reach for. I don't know any Penelope's. It'll be great. I wanted to do the female version of Sam. <laughs> Sam and Sammy. Samantha and Sammy. All right, we can do Samantha. Samantha and Samuel. Sammy. <laughs> Samantha and Sammy and Rob and Rob. Uh, okay. So here's my, my thoughts right off the bat. Uh, I deeply like love my dog. It was so funny earlier tonight. We're watching the bachelorette and she's curled up in my lap and I turn to Scott and I say, I know it's not for everybody. I know not everyone likes this, but like, I love that my dog wants to cuddle with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I like, my dog sleeps in my bed with me. I, I have a very close attachment to my, to my dog. And if I were dating someone that didn't, it's not like a, she has to love my dog as much as I do. But if, if she's like, Oh yeah, I, don't, I, I really, I would be fine with her not being here. That would be a total affront to me. and i wouldn't i wouldn't question i think that rob went too far to question her like maternal ability like i really don't think those are necessarily related um but it it would be it would be person i would take it very personally totally well and she even went like and she said and maybe she did this for a reason but she said like all the things that she did for the dog i walk it i clean it i buy toys i buy its food I, i do all these things so like obviously her instincts of taking care of the dog are fine. Right, she right. She doesn't want the dog. She just doesn't want it. But she does say she wants a baby. So I I would say her maternal instincts are probably fine. Yeah, well and I I just don't think they're related necessarily. Yeah. Like because I don't like other people's kids, that doesn't mean that I'm going to not love my kids. Totally. Most people don't love other people's kids. Like, even if they're like, oh man, like new baby, so cute and sweet. And I get that. And I'm on the same page. But like, once that baby starts puking all over me and crying and it's like, okay, go back to your parents now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my first time I held my niece, she diarrheaed on me. Yeah. And it wasn't probably the most endearing moment you had with her. No. <laughs> she loves seeing me now though. And, and I like seeing her, but I can't wait till when she finally can understand everything. Stops diarying all over I can, you. I can, I hope to someday at her wedding, be able to tell that story. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's your, uh, not only right, but responsibility as yeah. her uncle. Uh, no, I feel the same way. I love my nieces. Like I could eat them up, but they're not my kid, you know? And like, that's always like, no matter how much I love them, it's just never going to be as much as I love my own child, mm-hmm. you know? And that's so much more true of an animal. Like I love my dog, but she's not my daughter. And like, if it came down to it, like I want her to live her best life. Like I care about her a lot. Um, but like, it's, it's just not the same as a child. Totally. Uh, and so it's like, it's very unrelated. Like it's, it's, it was a total, uh, like red herring, you know? 
So that being said, Samantha, we we want to say you're not a monster. Well, you might be a monster. You're not a monster. And um, we don't think there's anything wrong with your maternal instincts no, from this post. Definitely not. There might be, but not. there's nothing from this post that tells us that that's the case. Well, and there's nothing from her life that anyone could draw that conclusion because she's not yet a mother. Yeah. Like maternal instincts, like by definition or something that Unless happened. Unless you could read the DNA code. When you are maternal. Like it happens when you are a mother. Uh-huh. Um, like most women that I know uh, would say, and, and I would say probably most women would say that uh, they do didn't know what it was going to be like at all to be a mother until they were a mother. Mm -hmm. And most fathers I know say the same thing. Like you Mm -hmm. just don't get it until you're a father. And so like, there's just no way to tell no, no other interaction is, is in the same universe as parent and child. All that being said, put yourself in this situation. How do you respond if you're Rob? I, I, I would be, I would be super hard pressed to like, you've been dating her for six years. Yeah, no, this would be, yeah, this would still be like very difficult for me to work through. I, I would probably be okay with it. I know you would. (laughs) I know. Okay. Well, it's my dog, so I don't (laughs) care how attached you are to it. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's in in my scenario. You're, you, I would probably land on where you're at. It might be a little different if you got the dog together. Oh, that's true. They got the dog together. They got the dog yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, and that to me, that's a little. That might different. be a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, that's a little different. I don't think it's like completely different. Like I do think Rob is probably overreacting. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear. Uh, I just sympathize a lot with Rob. Like I, I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I would probably struggle a lot with that too. I probably wouldn't overreact in the way that he's overreacted because it would be easy for me. It would be easy enough for me to say, okay, fine. Well, it's my dog. Uh, mm-hmm. like I was even that way growing up with Riley, my like child, one of my childhood dogs mm-hmm. where we got him as a puppy and I, my mom, I was 13 and he was a purebred dog. Uh, and so my mom like got the American Kennel Club paperwork and I was like, oh, don't worry. I'll take care of it, mom. I'll send it in. And my mom was like, oh, wow, look at him taking responsibility and being helpful. And then she got the paper paperwork back, like the final but papers. You were the official owner. And I was the official owner of the dog. And she was like, what the heck? Like, <laughs> I was like, no, this is my dog. And, you know, I spent so much time with him, like, and really like for most of my life, you know, he was most of his life, uh, he was, you know, my mom's dog, but really like when we both looked each other in the eye, he was my dog. (laughs) Uh, whenever I, after I moved out, whenever I come back and visit for, you know, years, uh, he was always more excited to see me than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it would be, it was easy enough for me in that family to be like, oh yeah, no, it's our dog, but it's my dog. Mm -hmm. And that would be easy enough for me to do in a relationship to say like, yeah, it's our dog, but it's really my dog. And I think that's how that's super common in families. 
um, for the dog to like attach itself to one person. So I don't think it's uh, bad for the opposite to happen. That one person really attaches to the dog more than the other people too. Yeah. I don't, I don't think that's bad. Um, and I think that you can have a very happy and healthy relationship not agreeing over how much you love the dog. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is it's a disagreement on how much each of them love the dog. Not that one of them loves it. One of them hates it. Right. Like right. she's like, I like Sammy. I take care of Sammy. <laughs> I take him on walks. I feed him. I do all these things. All I'm saying is if we had to get rid of him and then she even threw in like, oh, we'd want to find him a good at home. Right. Right. I would be okay. <laughs> and she said that she would miss him. Like uh-huh. it's not that I, I wouldn't miss Sammy. But I also just wouldn't care that much. She just said she wouldn't, and then she put it in italics. She wouldn't grieve. Yeah, wouldn't grieve. Uh, where, like, for me, like, I mean, uh, I hadn't lived with my childhood dog, Riley, for years, and I grieved heavily when he died. Mm. Uh, and yeah, I will, like, you know, if, if, and not if, but when Echo dies, like, I will be devastated like i won't go to work that day i'll be in bed crying all day long mm-hmm. it'll suck um and but i recognize that that's not true of every pet owner and it doesn't make them a bad pet owner no for some people pets aren't a part of the family right uh, i think we're both in the same case of like they are a part of the family because yeah. uh, it, it would be super hard for me if if uh ani passed away or when he does like it'll be very hard for me but i think uh the opposites of that um it would be like i think it would be very hard for me if echo passed away still but i think it would be harder on you right right i think it would still be difficult if ani passed away yeah it would definitely be harder on me oh yeah yeah totally and there's nothing wrong with that Mm -hmm. it doesn't mean that you're a bad uh flatmate flatmate to echo or i'm a bad flatmate to ani because we live in england (laughs) but yeah no i i think that this is an overreaction but it is a fascinating overreaction on rob's part it's interesting that a just lack of um not having enough love for the pet is going to ruin this six-year-old relationship yeah i mean that you asked me earlier and putting it in those terms, like I, I don't think I, I definitely sympathize with Rob, uh, but I don't empathize because I couldn't bring myself to like, like as soon as she packed up some stuff and left, I, uh, as soon as she was packing up to leave, I'd be like, wait, 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 no. Yeah. Well, you think about it, their relationships is double the length of this dog's existence. Life, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They've had the dog for three years. They've been together for six. And they're engaged to spend the rest of their life together. And they got the dog as a puppy, so it's double its life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so while I understand being upset and, like, that she doesn't love the dog the way that you want her to love the dog. Yeah, that could be difficult. I get that. I get that that's difficult. But is it... It, I, I just don't know if that should be the non-negotiable oh yeah in no. a relationship no yeah i i think that samantha is probably in the right on this one for not understanding mm-hmm. uh i think that rob needs to uh you know eat a steak 
and recognize that we can deeply love animals, but they are animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that they're not human beings and that our relationship with human beings has to be more important than our relationship with animals. Totally. Uh, and, you know, don't get me wrong. If, you know, she was abusing the dog, sure, break up with her. Like, but that's yeah, that's not because of the dog. That's because of her character. Yeah. Well, and even if she hated the dog... Like that would even be a little bit more concerning. For sure. Like, yeah. Why? Like yeah. dogs are the sweetest, nicest. Thing. <laughs> yeah, are you allergic? It's or a like, dog. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but just having less love uh, yeah. doesn't seem like a non-negotiable no. item. Well, uh, we had an interesting season. We had an interesting episode. Uh, we talked, I think, more about dogs and law and stocks than we we talked talked about about Matt James, Matt James, but that for some reason feels appropriate. If only ABC would have done the same. (laughs) (laughs) I might've been more interested in the bachelor this season. If they talked more about dogs and, and law. Yeah. Or if they would have just shortened it by six episodes, (laughs) that would have been great too. If you could have taken all the material and condensed it by six episodes. Yeah. Put two rose ceremonies in one episode. It wouldn't kill you, ABC. It would not kill you, especially when there are episodes where we go without a rose ceremony at all. Mm-hmm. Nothing is more maddening to me than it that. Should, there should be a pretty strict one rose ceremony per episode. One plus. Na- yeah. Like, <laughs> at uh, least one. Equal to or greater than. <laughs> well, uh, we uh, love you guys so much. Thank you so much for tuning in uh, this, this another season um, with, with Matt James and bachelor pad podcast geckos. We love you. We're looking forward to bachelorette, uh, whether it be Michelle or Katie, I think it's going to be a much more interesting, much more grounded season of the bachelorette. Uh, and you know, we'll get one more bachelor under us, one more bachelorette, one more bachelor before we determine whether or not like which triumphs bachelor or bachelorette for now, Bachelorette's up one nil. Yeah, both so far, bachelors there's been sucked. No bachelor, no good bachelor season. <laughs> we have one bachelorette. So if there's another good bachelorette season, so far I sit much more significantly like and enjoy the bachelorette over the bachelor. So much more. So much more. Uh, so we'll see if that uh, if that trend continues. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I haven't looked, and I ain't here. Uh, I was sort of honestly tuned out. Uh, this episode, but um, I'm not sure when Bachelor comes, Bachelorette comes back soon. Uh, but it will be soon, and we'll be here with you guys. Yep, thank you, Geckos, for another great season. Uh, we'd love to hear from you in the off season if you want to shout us out uh, in an email. Uh, maybe you'll have your name mentioned on the opening of the Bachelorette. So send us an email, hello at batchpadpodcast.com. Send us a DM on Twitter at Batch Pad Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time, geckos.